Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. I hope you're doing all okay out there. I hope you've now got the energy. Seems the first NFL London game has happened, the Vikings against the Saints. What a game that was. We're going to be talking a lot about that with George because he was the only one out of the three of us that was there. Unfortunately, we have been incredibly busy, boys, all three of us. I had Andrew's wedding this week. Andrew is on the podcast usually and presents the Franchise Tag Fantasy Show. You know he's been getting married for a long time. We've joked about it because we couldn't go to the first game. But first, I would like to congratulate Andrew and Sophie on their wedding day. It was really perfect. And uh, obviously, he's going to take some nice time off on his honeymoon, off to Puglia. I'm sure he'll have a great time. Then he'll be back very soon to do this show and the fantasy show as well. Johnny was in the Lake District at another wedding, and he was the best man there. I was the best man of mine, so he's equally had a massive weekend. And then George, of course, as you probably see from his social media, was was you know amongst all the celebs at the NFL <laughs> London game. I mean, you got a list as long as your arm of who you've met now. I mean, like, have you got Justin Jefferson on speed dial or yet? Or I would love to say yes to that, but yeah, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Maybe Johnny, one day. Equally has been busy as well. So we have tried to catch up as much as we can. But, you know, time just flows by. But don't worry, because there's loads of NFL to come and a game in London next this weekend coming, sorry, at Tottenham. The Green Bay Packers and the New York Giants, which we are incredibly excited for as well. Myself will be there at that game as well. George, I believe you'll be there at that game as well. Correct, I'll be there. Smashing. Well, we'll hopefully see you there. Johnny, will you be there? Trying to source my, I think I may have a ticket. So, uh, yeah, hopefully nice. see you guys there as well. This is where you pull in all the favours. Oh, you literally. <laughs> well, we are going to be at that game as well. So hopefully all of us will be down there. And hope if you want to come chat to us, we'll be more than available for you to come and say hello and have a beer with us and have just have a lot of fun. But really, we should start, George, with the NFL UK game. The first game of the international series, obviously one being in Mexico, one being in Germany as well. But this game, uh, two o'clock, well, half two kick, yeah, kickoff back at Tottenham. The build-up was really great. I saw that you went down to South Bank as well, did you? And, and did all the entertainment yeah. stuff. There. It looked like there was a bit more on this year for the NFL UK fan than there has been in the last few years. How, what was that like down there? Yeah, so I think previously, um, obviously they didn't do anything because of COVID. But then I think before that, it used to be in Regent Street. Now, I have not actually attended Regent Street one before, so I didn't know what to expect. Um, but it was quite good along the South Bank. Um, there was, I think, four different like, hubs, if you like. There was a field goal challenge if you wanted to try your hand at field goals there was a qb pocket passing challenge there was a, a mini a mini field where they had like a running back drills and running through running through bags and catching the ball um so like emulate a, a diving sort of touchdown catch and there was a wide receiver drill so you had the jug machine which is pretty cool firing the ball down down a particular path and you had to sort of run the outside catch a ball land on a big crash mat mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool um on the other part of the south they had the six uh, the six teams that are taking part in the London games, they had like supersized helmets of these of each team, as well as an NFL London series um, helmet in the middle. And there were loads of fans and families taking photos with those. And to be fair, it was a great day because the weather was great, and that always makes mm. it better. Um, and then also to top cap it off in the Oxo Tower uh, on South Bank, the, the bottom floor, there was a Super Bowl uh, show, Super Bowl exhibition where you could see mm. the Super Bowl trophy and every single Super Bowl ring. Um, from the first wow. all the way up until the current Super Bowl ring, which is the Rams, and it's really strange because you start you start at the, at, the, at the beginning, and there's a lot of them. You work your way around, and you look at each ring, and then you start to see they they go from being really small to being gigantic, um, <laughs> and you can tell when the Patriots start to take over because their rings just stand out like anything. And obviously, you got back to back to back. 
Um, and then you make your way all the way up to the, to the end where you've got the Rams um, ring, which I think opens and closes, if I remember. The top of the ring opens and closes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, you've got the Lombardi Super Bowl trophy um, on display, which you're not allowed to touch, obviously. And it's heavily protected. You can just take photos. But um, that was good. It was good because it got people involved. Um, DJ was doing a lot. There was loads of appearances from people like um, O.C. Manura, Jason Bell, Maurice Jones-Drew, even um, Good Morning Football. For those of you that watch Good Morning Football, we had Rachel Bonetta on there from, from NFL Network, who I was thrilled and lucky enough to have an interview with. She's very, very, she's so cool, funny, and really, really amazing. Um, Chris Carter, Vikings Hall of Fame, a gold jacket, legendary wide receiver was there. I mean, it was a great day. People, I feel, bear in mind, it wasn't, it was free. Nobody had to pay anything. Um, people got, you know, got their money's worth in terms of their time of coming down. So it was great. It was great. I'm glad that there was a lot more to do because it has been a bit lackluster at times in previous years. But obviously, I know you're like a running back, George. But you know, could you, you know, become a kicker? Do you reckon, did you have the leg for it? Did it was there? I'll tell you what. So I turned up, and my I was basically there to to capture some content. But the itch to go and do the jugs machine drill, the wide <laughs> receiver drill. When I played for 11 years, so I should have no excuse. I didn't do it because I wasn't dressed for it, but. I'd be that guy to go on, to go and try the drill, pull a hamstring or something, and then miss the ball. So I just decided. To <laughs> I know I, it, I'm, it's bound to happen, so I just stayed away. Well, you have to save embarrassment, especially when exactly you know, with, the, with, the, with the with the stars that you're around these days. <laughs> like, you don't want anything out there that uh, <laughs> might bring your reputation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, when we talk about the game, though, George, I've seen the highlights oh, yeah. now. Obviously, a very dramatic ending. I thought personally, I did say it myself during the wedding, is that I wasn't that bothered, but we were really missing it because you know so many injuries were happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cook did come back in the end, which was good, but Winston being out, Michael Thomas being out, um, Kamara, I don't believe suited up in the end, did he? Um, yeah. and you know, Andy Dalton and Kirk Cousins, it felt yeah. like seven years ago, Washington versus Cincinnati, and yeah. that wasn't that fun then, so I didn't know whether this yeah. would be that fun now. But it seemed like it seemed a very competitive game. The crowd seemed really into it. Was it? I take it on the day. It was you know just as good as ever. Was it? Did we keep the energy going like we did from last year and carried it on. So I'll say this: I think you hit the nail on the head. A lot of people prior to the game, their opinion was, "Well, it's not going to be great because there's no Alvin Kamara, so you don't get to see his 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 skill set on show." There's no Jameis Winston, and obviously he. There's always something happening with Winston, and it's strange because I went to the meet. I went to the Saints pressers uh, on Monday and Wednesday before the game, and Winston didn't practice on Monday, Tuesday, on Wednesday there was talk of him potentially practicing the next day and playing. And we spoke to him personally, and he said, "Yeah, I'll be practicing," and he wasn't practicing. And then news came that he was doubtful until he finally was ruled out. The Kamara news was a shock, and I had no idea because. He actually he was on the train he was on the field um, when we went to go and watch the press on Wednesday at the London Irish Stadium in Hazelwood and he was practicing so it was very strange to all of a sudden for him to be out with it they did elevate someone from the practice squad um, alongside Mark Ingram so it did kind of tell a bit of a story but Latavius Murray I believe Latavius Murray that's it who's now actually been signed to the uh, he's been traded to. Uh, he's been traded to the Broncos, I believe, because obviously mm, Javante yeah. Williams is now out with an ACL and I think MCL, so he's done. Mm. Um, yeah, it was very surprising, but obviously you had no Michael Thomas either, who's got dealing with a toe injury and pe- everybody wants to see Michael Thomas. So the, the, the feeling was, hmm, it's not going to be that much of a great game. Um, there was doubt about, about Dalvin Cook because of his shoulder. Apparently it's an issue that happens quite often where he dislocates his shoulder. 
Um, but obviously you have the likes of Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, people that everybody wants to see them, right? But the game itself was unbelievable. It's one of the best finishes I've seen in a London game in as far as I can remember, and I've been to a few of them. Um, it started out quite slow. The Vikings were marching the ball down the field pretty easily with loads of um, crossing routes, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson underneath. Um and it looked like they would be the ones to basically take the game early on. But the, the Saints started to creep back in, to creep back in. Their defense did really well. Mark Ingram ran the ball really well. Um, and then it, they managed to get a particular drive. And I have to say the crowd, there was a lot of Vikings fans, hell of a lot of Saints fans. And the Saints fans really traveled. When I say they traveled, I mean, I saw marching bands outside. You I mean, you could just tell they these guys flew in for this game and they brought the energy massively to the point where when the Vikings ran out of the tunnel, the boos, I, I, I didn't realize there were that many Saints fans. The boos were, you know, deafening, absolutely deafening. But there were there were a fair number of Vikings fans. Um, as you expect for a London game, you're seeing so many different jerseys everywhere. Everybody reps their own team, and that's completely fine. But the game picked up really, really well. I mean, the Saints had a drive when Taysom Hill came into the game, and he did what yeah. he does. Um, I think you would have seen that on the highlights, and he uh, he made things happen. Um, Chris Olave had some good catches as well. Traquan Smith, Callaway. They basically used what they had. The thing is, Dawson is not a bad quarterback. He's not awful. He's he's one of the better backup options. Hell, I'd take him over Matt Ryan at this point easily. <laughs> um, um, but, I mean, you would have seen, if I fast forward towards the end of the game, we're thinking, the crowd is thinking, okay, this is potentially overtime until Justin Jefferson scores and, and brings out the gritty that everybody wants to see towards the end of the game. And then the Saints go marching literally marching down the field until it gets to... Now, I will mention, Will Lutz had previously kicked a 60-yard field goal in this game. I think that was his season long as well. I'm not sure if it's mm-hmm. if it's his career long. It might be. And he just about got it. With, I think, how many seconds left in the game? Um, it was 25 to 28 and to the, uh, to the Vikings. And Will Lutz went for a 61-yard field goal. And I tell you, I was so confused. And people that I've spoken to today, I was at the International Combine today, and people that were at the game, we had this discussion. Will Lutz goes for the kick, 61 yards. Bear in mind, he just hit 60. The ball hits the upright, the left, left-hand left side upright. And at this point, I'm screaming. The crowd has gone nuts. If you look at some of the game at, game highlights, head coach, um, I forget his name, head coach, what's the Saints head coach name again? It's not um, Kevin oh. O'Connell, that's the other one. Uh, Alan, isn't it? Um, Sean Dennis, Dennis Sean, Dennis Allen. Dennis, Dennis Allen. There yeah, we go. Dennis it. Allen. He's jumping for joy. The whole sideline is going nuts, only for the ball to then bounce off the upright onto the bar on the wrong side of the bar and fall in front of the goalposts. And the Saints don't make the field goal, and the Vikings win. Honestly, it was a ridiculous game. It was great. It really, really was good. One of the better finishes I've seen in a long time. I think the game built up really well. Um, and it's only got us hyped for the next game, which obviously features Aaron Rodgers. And you can't complain about that, can you? Hmm. What um what I said on the podcast last week um when I came back from because my first pod back from America after seeing the Bills Dolphins game and when I was at that game it was the first game I've ever been where there is this even though he was the away quarterback with Josh Allen the the stadium is just like this guy's elite like the hmm. Miami fans are worried when he's on the field no matter how far they're in the front the the Bills fans are chanting MVP every time he's got the ball in his hand when I was watching him he was like creating something I know there was highlights of him missing a few throws but it, he was just electric he's the best player I've ever seen play he just he looks like a game changer um with this game he said obviously there was big stars missing but the notable star played was Justin Jefferson and who is 
by all accounts, to some people, the number one wide receiver in the league at the minute. Would, was there that same feeling with, with Justin Jefferson as well? Was it, well, everyone might be covered, but Kurt, just, just throw it and he's going to be there somewhere. Was, was there that feeling in the stadium? There wasn't initially. So at the mm. start of the game, I don't know, it might have even been the entire first half. Marcus um, Lattimore had him, he had, did have him on lockdown quite a lot. Um, they weren't using him early on. They were going to Adam Thielen a lot. Naturally, the attention is drawn towards Justin Jefferson. So mm-hmm. whether it's double coverage or one over the top as a spy or something, the guys underneath become open. KJ Osborne had a great touchdown, which was called back. Um, again, the attention was focused on JJ. So KJ was naturally open. And I think that's what happened in one of their games last week as well to seal the deal against the Lions. Um, yeah, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith, the big tight end. He had a good, he had a good game as well. Dalvin Cook. But the feeling wasn't, it wasn't what people were expecting from Justin Jefferson. I mean, there was no long balls. It was no like, I think the, the longest part of the game was probably to Chris Olave. Um, and he had a big catch. I think he might have been 30 or 40 yards or something. It was a great mm-hmm. catch. But that just, the Justin Jefferson hype was, 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 was up there. The first half, didn't, it didn't show anything really. I mean, he had a few catches here and there. Then they started to work him into the game. Started to work him into the game. There's a particular play. I think it was a 10 and out. So for those who don't know, it's like a 10 yard, 10 yards up the field. Um, and you make a sharp cut out towards the sideline with the aim of either dragging your toes or catching the ball in bounds before stepping out of bounds. And he twice he did that to Marshall Lattimore and twice he secured those balls. And I think it, it it gave him a bit of confidence and a bit of, okay, I do, I can own you sort of thing. Similar to how Mike Evans always has beef with Marshall Lattimore. They always go back and forth. Um, and then he kind of fell into his groove. He made some great catches, um, some great yards after the catch, and he ended up with a, a relatively easy touchdown, which is strange because I don't think the crowd realised he had scored. I think it was mm. a, a motion and they'd handed it off to him or something. Because To be honest, I didn't even realise, and the crowd mm. didn't realise. All of a sudden, he's in the end zone, pretty much walking into the end zone. So it's almost as, mm. if, there, it's almost as if a flag had been thrown, which it hadn't. Um, but he scored a touchdown. He pulls out the gritty, which is what everybody wanted to see. Um, I think he ended up with a good stat line, especially after mm-hmm. the touchdown. So in the end, he did, you know, he did come to play. He stayed after the end of the game to applaud the crowd, took some photos. He did a, I'll call it a London leap rather than a Lambo leap. He did a London mm-hmm. leap into a, one of the end zone areas and took some photos with some fans. And um, yeah, it was really good. It was a great vibe. And I think the fans that traveled in particular made it so amazing because you know how passionate they are about their teams. Um, and the energy was there all game. Um, and yeah, it was a great, a great atmosphere. Great first game out of the three. Do you have any questions, Johnny, for George about the game? I don't know if you want to ask him anything. Yeah. Well, no, I'd just like to echo what he said. Um, what he said, George, about you know the atmosphere and obviously the, the pre-game um, hype around it, which you know I, I was lucky to go down and, and, and have a look. Didn't spend too much time there. But there was a sense that this was, you know, a, even on social media, I think, you know, there was a, a lot more hype around um, this London series. Um, it was great to see, um, you know, all the fans that travelled down. I unfortunately wasn't able to go to the game on Sunday. I had the, uh, uh, the privilege of watching my girlfriend in the, the London Marathon. But even even there... Um, That's pretty you know, cool. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was cool. I mean, big shout out, actually, to, to Becca for, for completing that. Nice. Um, but yeah... I, the amount of fans that had turned up and were watching the game that obviously they sorry they're watching the marathon they hadn't even gone to the game they'd just come down for you know the weekend to soak up the atmosphere um yeah was 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 great to see um and you know I had the privilege of going to both the games last last year um and you know the quality wasn't I suppose there compared to you know what I've seen from from Sunday's game which made you know the the occasion all the more better was 
we got to see one of, if not the best London game that there's ever been. Um, so yeah, it sets down a real, real precedent for uh, for next week, uh, for Sunday, sorry. So um, yeah, really looking forward to seeing the, the Packers Giants. And um, I can imagine there's similar, if not more, um, you know, attention on that given, you know, mm. Rogers obviously um, has been, you know, coming to, to the UK has been obviously a big sort of talking point since the games were announced. So yeah, I think it's, you know, the London games are fantastic for, for NFL in this country, um, obviously grows the game. You know, every single year there's there's you know more people who um, become aware of the sport, um, even whether that be you know going to the games or watching it on TV. So it's a brilliant thing, and you know, long may it continue. It's great to see the NFL going to Germany this year, um, and yeah, I'm just really excited for the expansion of um, of the NFL internationally. I feel bad because we've mentioned Aaron Rodgers like three times and not given any <laughs> Daniel Jones blessing. He's traveling as well, you know, like he's playing yeah. as well. But Johnny, you do make a point. I, I think, you know, what a great game this has been. Hopefully we can now roll into the Packers Giants game, which last year when it was when it was announced, you know, and I oh, like, oh, if it was, if it was Rodgers and Adams, that'd be amazing. But but equally, it's Aaron Rodgers coming to the UK for the first time ever and the Green Packers yeah. first time ever as well. We've got a Giants team who have not looked bad by any stress of imagination. I know Daniel Jones hasn't looked great, but their defences look pretty good. Their their weapons like Saquon Barkley looks like he's getting back into his groove. Uh, it's unfortunate about Sterling Shepard, who looked like he was you know, finding his feet again. He's now out the season again. I think this may be, he might be looking at this being it forever for him too, because it's been far too consistent. But with that, there can be the rising other wide receivers that the Giants can maybe turn to. Kenny Golladay, we've not yet seen really him come into his own with this team. I mean, what do you think we can expect from this game at Tottenham between the Packers and the Giants? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think what you just said there about, you know, the two biggest concerns, the quarterback, obviously we don't know if if Daniel Jones or Tyra Taylor are going to be fit enough to play. Um, mm. You know, yeah. So, and the wide receivers, you know, we, we, we've seen throughout this season, they're not up to scratch, um, which is really unfortunate. Saquon Barkley's having a standout year, which is brilliant to see, obviously, because I've got him in, in fantasy this year. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the Giants um, get on because this is, you know, they've, they've had a few tests, but this is, a, you know, a contender that they're coming up against. Um, Brian Dable's made a superb start to his um, to, to his coaching career. Um, he's got the guts, you know, obviously, with no sort of quarterback for a, a, a chunk of the game on, on Sunday. He was able to play, um, you know, I suppose something where other sort of first-year co- um, coaches may have crumbled in, in that sort of situation. So, yeah, I think it's going to be obviously a tough challenge against um, the Packers. Um, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that someone like Kenny Colliday, who you mentioned, can can finally sort of step out and Kadarius Tony, um, you know, the likes of these young um, Giants wide receivers. Because that is definitely something uh, a question mark area for them. The three and one, um, and yeah, this this could this could be the peak of their season. But you know, we want the momentum to to continue uh, in London. Um, obviously, the the Giants have such a big um, fan base in the UK, so I'm mm. hoping they'll be able to spur them on. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to a really good contest, um, and hopefully, it's not too one sided. Obviously, the Packers. Some, uh, some, you know, against the the Patriots, struggled at times, um, but I still think you know they are probably the the, the best team in the NFC um, with with others around them struggling. Um, so yeah, let's just wait till Sunday and see what see what the Giants can do. 
Of course, George, for me and you, not our teams playing, mm. but we know so many people. Packers <laughs> and Giants, I mean, Andrew, Massively. Adam, Abby, Ash, Ray, um, Ray, like, Cameron, nice there's so like, many. Yeah, yeah it, it means almost more in a way when like it friends does. around us support yeah. them, team, team. What, what are you expecting from this game? So firstly, what's the latest on Daniel Jones? Was he concussed or something? I don't remember what's happened to him. I'm totally honest. I didn't even know he got out of the game. I've, I've not got as far as the Giants. <laughs> I, oh, I, 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 I completely got it. They played. I know they've just, I see they beat the Bears 20 to 12. Um, I'm unsure as of to what's going on with him, but if you if you do some filling in talking, George, I probably yeah he he <laughs> went out with um with an ankle injury on right. um on Sunday. I mean, I think it's Tara Taylor who's got the con- or it's going through concussion protocol. So I think the oh. third choice is is Davis Webb, who on their on their practice squad. Oh wow! I don't know the That's latest bit... on on yeah. On either a bit Jones like the Patriots the situation, they were down to their third backup mm. as well after the um, exactly. uh, Matt Jones and, and Brian Hoyer. So put it this way, this before Sterling Shepard went down, and obviously before Daniel Jones, I actually had the, Pack, uh, the Packers, I had the Giants winning this game because early on the, the Green Bay didn't look great. Obviously Rodgers wasn't connecting with his guys. I know it's changed a little bit now. And they've got that monster in their one-two combo of AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, because that's pretty much what they're riding on right now. And sprinkle of Alan Azard and, and Watson, maybe. And um Robert Tony in the tight end. But yeah, it's a shame because I mean, number one, if Daniel Jones doesn't play and um uh Taylor doesn't play, then it's gonna be a very strange game. And that Packers defense is legit. I mean, it's up there. I mean, the Eagles have a great defense, but if the Packers End up facing this third third QB from the from the practice squad. I mean, don't get me wrong. Any given Sunday, right? Um, Cooper Rush is undefeated, so <laughs> anything can kind of happen. But yeah, I mean, it would be strange if it ends up being no Daniel Jones, um, no Sterling Shepard. Kenny Galladay has just taken his money and, and doesn't do anything for the team. Mm. Um, I, it, it really baffles me why the Giants don't get Kadarius Tony involved. It really, really baffles me. Mm. I don't know if there's something personal going on, like a Bill Belichick situation where if you, 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 know, you cross that line and you're out of the building or something. I don't really know what's going on, but he... Uh, he was returning from injury um, and he was looking to play. But is, there's a, is it Robinson? There's a wide receiver they have. I don't know his first name. Something Robinson. This is the Giants. Yeah, the rookie from, from this year. He's yeah. been getting a lot of... Yeah, he's been getting a lot of targets. Um, yeah. I, I can't remember who they've got a tie what, at Wondell Robinson? That's it. That's the one. That's the one, yeah. I don't he's know where I've got these names out from. I just like... <laughs> I know yeah. I forgot that one. I think <laughs> there's, a James, there's a James... James something as well. I don't know who he is. James, I, I'm not too sure. Mm. I don't know. The, the, I know him, Richie, Richie James. Richie almost, James, that's the one. Yeah, Kader, Kader, that's it. Kadarius Tony is just like nowhere to be found, and I don't understand that. He's a playmaker. He 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 changes games. Obviously, you've got Barkley, who is great, but if you don't have Daniel Jones, you have no Sterling Shepard. Goliath doesn't play. You kind of you know you're down to like a limited number of guys. Defenses are going to expect the run, which they'll just stack the box and dare your third quarterback, your third string quarterback, to throw the ball to subpar receivers and it technically looks like it can only go one way the only thing I will say is at the end of the day it's any given Sunday the Colts beat Kansas City and no one thought we would and then we flamed out against the Titans because we're just trash right now um, yeah. I'm not going to get into the Colts because they just I, I can't deal with them it's just too stressful yeah. um, 
But I mean, you can never say never. You can't necessarily rule out the, the, the Giants just because they've got a third string QB, although technically they should lose this game if that is what's going to happen. But I think it might make for a spe- bit of a spectacle. You know, just Barkley's going to want to try and do everything. They're going to try and get him involved in different ways, screens, wheel routes, power runs, everything they can try and do counters. Um, but it is a bit upsetting, the fact that, you know, we've had, this is going to be our second game and we we don't have the starting quarterback for the for another team already, probably down to our third string quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We can't really, I guess, we can suspect a little bit and say that the Packers are probably going to be the stronger side here, even with without Devontae Adams and their struggle that they've had with their drops and, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, blasting. I think there was a clip of him in the recent game where they, they beat the, who did they beat? Um, still catching up. I don't recall who they beat. It was a close game. And he Aaron Rodgers was going hell for leather at his centre because he hadn't snapped the ball. And you yeah. can just tell that there, no, yeah. <laughs> there was so much frustration there. And he's a guy who, if he throws you the ball, he wants you to catch it. You know, he just gives you that look of death, that stare. And you kind of know that, you know, you're not going to get the ball again. But this is the Packers team now. You know, this is this is their team. Aaron, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon can't do it all because likelihood is one of them will get hurt pretty soon because that's the way it goes in the NFL. Um, but nevertheless, it's great to have the Packers in London. It's great to have the Giants in London. The Packers have never been before. The Giants have. I'm sure the Packers fans will travel really well. The Cheeseheads, you know, they're going to be everywhere. And like you said, we know so many fans of both teams. And I think, personally, that's what makes it a really great game because mm-hmm. I love someone like Dre next to me, also someone like Ash next to me, and they're, you know, supports the opposite team. So I think it will be fun. Well, I've got Adam sat next to me, who's obviously a Packers fan, and no Andrew because he'll be in Italy. So I've got to be the surrogate New York fan. And then yep. we've got Byron with us, who's a Biff Bills fan, but he probably wants to get under Adam's skin, so he'll support the Giants with me. Then we've got Gareth as an Eagles fan, so he's definitely going to support yeah. Packers. It's a, it's a lobby. According to the reports, Tyra's Ty probably not going to play because he's in concussion protocol. Jones did actually come back on the field, even though he has a left ankle injury when Taylor went down. But they literally, he literally just fed Saquon or went for. So he didn't. He didn't do anything strenuous at all from the looks of it. Um, they're saying they won't sign a quarterback, um, oh. but they're looking to promote Davis Webb from the practice squad, which Webb I think has taken snaps in the NFL before. Yeah, I re- I recognize the name. Um, I feel like it might have been for the Texans, but I, I, that, I could That's, be wrong. I think that. it is. Yeah. I and it is. So I think Taylor's an absolute no-go, but Jones, it's it's considered day-to-day, it says. Mm. Which I'd like, to, I'd like to see Jones. Which means about as, as much as nothing, doesn't it? <laughs> really. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it doesn't really mean anything. So hopefully he gets through and gets, it, gets there. And it'd be good to see him play. Obviously, did you risk it? I mean, it's their call at the end of the day to see how comfortable he is on the day. Um, but we'll move on from the NFL London games and we'll chat to Johnny. He's got some bits he wants to talk about. He's one of the, he's one of the only ones out of uh, us three who's actually watched a bit of football this weekend. Whereas we <laughs> um, You've got some bold claims, Johnny. You were talking to us about it before the pod started. So um, I know that you've watched the highlights for the San Francisco Rams game that happened last night. And uh, is this the slippery slope from the Super Bowl winning team crashing down? Yes, I'd like to say that I am quite fearful for the Rams. Um, they've had a lot of injuries um, recently. And, you know, that is the NFL. That's that's the game that we play. There's always that risk. But I think Monday night against the 49ers has highlighted, again, how much weaker they look compared to last season. Uh, their 
depleted offensive line, obviously, you know, is a result of injuries. Um, but it's a, a real, real worry. Uh, Stafford was sacked seven times again, like he was against the Bills in the first game of the season. Um, with the likes of Nick Bosa, um, Samson Abukum just, just running riot, really. Um, you know, against, I think it was an undrafted right guard and uh, a centre who'd never practised with, with Stafford wow. before, um, you know, let alone played with him. So I think that's a real concern, particularly in, you know, the part of the season where teams are, you know, just, just trying to to get through and, and, and manage uh, before really pushing on into, um, into November when, you know, injuries and people who've got injured at the start of the season can return. Um, but I think another big difference uh, in the game was how reliant um, the, the Giants are on, on, on Cooper Cup. And, and obviously, you know, they have been for the last 18 months or so. But for me, the, the 49ers were so much better after um, the pass. Um, Debo Samuel was able to, you know, complete yards, on, you know, almost on his own. Um, he's a complete magician. Um, there was great plays from from Kyle Juszczyk. Um, the screen worked really well uh, for, for Brandon Ayuk. I remember on a couple of times, uh, the running game was so much better. That's been a, a real struggle for the Rams. Um, and, you know, the 49ers with, you know, their backup um, running back in in, um, in in Wilson. Yeah, just, just basically, you know, just caused chaos. Um, against, Jeff yeah, Jeff Wilson, yeah. Um, against Rams, uh, you know, both pass rush and the 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 um, the running defense was was pretty poor. Um, I don't think they recorded a single sack on on Garoppolo. Or got close to it's close to disturbing a you know a 49ers offensive line, which is also missing um, uh, the likes of, of Trent Williams. Yeah, I think injuries can ruin any season, just like they did for the 49ers uh, a couple of years ago. And I'm really fearful that um, you know they they haven't replaced uh, someone you know like Andrew Whitworth um, yeah. in any great sort of um, uh, any great sort of manner in the, in, on the you know obviously the players who they brought in are, are injured so they're playing on a really depleted um, offensive line and yeah I think they've got you know they've got a couple of games they've got to play the 49ers again in a few weeks who have so much dominance over the Rams in in the regular season for the last couple of years I think they've got games against the Cardinals um, the Buccaneers coming up so yeah I Obviously, they they they've, they're two and two. Um, they, they you know they 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 beat the Falcons. I remember, and I think who was their other team they that they beat um, last week? I think it was wasn't it the Cardinals again? Um, yeah, yeah, they beat the Rams thirty-one twenty-seven. So sorry, they beat the Falcons thirty-one twenty-seven. So only just yeah, the Cardinals twenty to twelve, which yeah, huge margin. It's yeah, just just a little concern for me. I think they aren't they aren't the you know, in the top three, I don't think in mm. the NFC. I think you know the 49ers and the the Packers who I mentioned are probably the the number one teams there. Um, the Buccaneers, you know, obviously got a defeat against the Chiefs, but are probably in a better position than the Rams mm. given their elite defense. Um, so yeah, I think it's, a, it's it's just a bit of a worry for for, for Rams fans and their Super Bowl defense. And um, in, in looks season. like I need to trade my um, quarterback Stafford in fantasy because I can't be having that. <laughs> The nine points all came from three field goals. I mean, Matt Stafford threw 254 yards and Cooper Cup counted for 122 of them. So 132 yards went to other players. Actually, Tyler Higby was 73 yards. Yeah. 
So it, it you know, under 100 yards goes to everybody else. And, you know, George, when you look at it, Darrell Henderson only 27 yards on seven carries. Cam Akers only 13 yards on eight carries. Um, wow. Are they just struggling to? Is it because the 49ers and Rams, you could argue there is a sense of one dimensionality to them? You know, mm-hmm. Cooper Cox, the entire offense, it feels like for the Rams, and Debo Sammy feels like the entire offense for the 49ers, but yet the distribution, I think, for the 49ers is a little bit larger. They've got Kittle as well. Obviously, Tyler Higby is a very good tight end, but do you think there does come a point where it's it, what I've always loved yeah. about Cooper Cox? It's predictable, he's coming yeah. for you, they're going to him. But he beats right. you anyway. And that's what I really enjoyed about Cooper Cup's plays. It just feels like you can't stop him at times, even though you know it's going to him. But do you, mm. do you think the Rams to get this record a bit better is they're gonna need to get some more dynamic players? Or, or a key something. a key a key thing for me here is Johnny mentioned the O-line, which is massive. It's a similar thing mm. with the culture right now. O-line just isn't up to scratch, and so you can't get much done. But the Rams of old or the Rams of the Super Bowl era, or the, the rain, the, the guys who hold up that trophy. They had the likes of Van Jefferson, who hasn't played this season, and they had OBJ, who mm-hmm. did, even if he doesn't get the ball, he at least provides cover or takes the top off defenders, mm-hmm. which means you can go to other ones like like Cooper mm-hmm. Cup or vice versa. And they haven't had that this season. You pair and that. I know, with, I know he was injured as well last year, but Robert Woods in the Robert years Woods, yeah, exactly. played that role as well, didn't exactly. he? And if you pair that with the poor O line play. Um, I haven't fully seen this game, so I don't know what Matthew Stafford's elbow looks like now because in the first game of the season, he looked very limited. Mm. Um, then, yeah, it is a bit of a concern. You trade for someone like Bobby Wagner and I'm hearing that his best tackle was, or the best defensive tackle they made was on the guy who ran onto the pitch um, with the smoke <laughs> flares or whatever it was. So, yeah, I mean, they talk about the Super Bowl hangover, um, about being able to, you know, repeat things and not coming out as strong because, you know, there is the hangover, but it's strange. It is strange. Um but in a way, it's kind of great because the NFL, you know, every single Sunday is different. Every single, I mean, the Jags, for God's sake, the Jags look unreal. And I'm saying that as a divisional rival. So I, at this point, I reckon the Jags win our division and the Colts probably finish bottom at this point because <laughs> things aren't just the same, you know, they just really aren't. So for the Rams, I mean, you mentioned that their, their yards running the ball. That's terrible. They had issues last season. Kamekas, you know, obviously rushed back from that. I think it was an Achilles injury in record time. I think no one had ever heard of anyone to recover in the same season and then play and then actually cough up the ball in the Super Bowl a couple of times or something along those lines. Um, then to start the season off, you know, he, I mean, you mentioned he had, what, seven or eight carries for 13 yards. The total rushing yards on the day was 57. That is abysmal. That's um, Saquon Barkley will get that in one run. Like, you know, yeah. it's just... It's not good enough, and it doesn't. I would, say, I would say equally, the 49ers did get 88 rushing yards. So again, low, but it shows they can do other things. Not about the yards, yeah. It's what you do when yeah. you got the ball in your hands. And, yeah, they can do yeah. other things. And I just feel like the Rams need a run game. They need a run game to do what they do. They they love the play action. You've got someone like Cooper Cup who you know feeds off that kind of thing. Higby, like you mentioned. Um, and it just I think they've got the Skoronic as well. Is that his name? The wide receiver yeah, Skoronic? Yeah. yeah. Who, to be honest, I feel like he is the one B to the Cooper Cup one A because a few times I've actually got muddled up and thought it was Cooper Cup when it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need the run game to work if you want to have successful mm-hmm. plays, and in particular the play action route, because you know we know they love to do that. And I don't know what happens from here. The 49ers game, you know, um, Carl Shanahan seems to always have a one up over the Rams for whatever reason, um, and that doesn't look like it's changing anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Similar to how the Colts can never beat the Jags away from home. Or just the Jags entirely. Um, mm-hmm. 
I had to get that one in there. You can tell how furious I am. <laughs> um, I see yeah, the messages on WhatsApp, mate. I know exactly how upset yeah, you are. I just, I just, I can't. I refuse to deal with. It. I will say this just quickly: Jim Mercer wants to get rid of both Frank Reich and Chris Ballard, and I'm all in for it. Just get him out of the door. I can't stand it anymore. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I agree with you, Johnny. The Rams are in are in a bit of trouble. I mean, when you look at your fantasy team and your starting quarterback in Stafford is putting up numbers like that mm-hmm. and being sacked that many times. I mean, he's not Joe Burrow, so what is happening? You know, it's mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, when you look at it, I, I don't, I don't know whether it's just a blip in the system, maybe because you know they allowed seven sacks, they had a lost fumble, a lost fumble, and an interception, and the 49s had none of that in that game. And I, I don't know, like, me, I, it's like with any of these players that are in the elite players, when they're on the field, there's always that chance for them to win, and they, you can't discount Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner. Okay, he's not, he's not in his best days anymore, but still is a fantastic linebacker. Leonard Floyd, I think they're still a competitive team, but. You've just got to find new ways to win sometimes. I, I agree with, uh, you know, George, that the running game has just, it's not picked up after Todd Gurley's fantastic season when they got to the Super Bowl. After that, it's just gone downhill everywhere. It, it, I know Henderson, Henderson's had his games and Kaikas has had his games. And even Sony Michelle, when he was there last year, had yeah. his games. There just doesn't seem to be that consistency. And a lot of teams are having with it. I think Miami are like that as well. Um there's, there's a there's a few teams that I think both Bills can be like that with single tree every now and then he seems to have one or two good games and then goes quiet again. You've got to have dynamic play across the field and they don't struggle with that on defense. You know, dynamic linebacker, dynamic defensive tackle, dy- dynamic uh, corners, safeties. They they have real talent everywhere and yet on offense it feels like Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford and then a whole lot of everyone else. Alan Robinson's an interesting one. The other week he was being heralded. Now he goes for. Um, it was remarkably low, two two catches, seven yards. I mean, uh, it just tells the story, really. And then also, Crazy. the odds play, 6.7 for this 49ers, 3.5 for the Rams. No. Um, is this division a bit more harder than we maybe gave it credit for at the start of the season, Johnny? Because felt like the Rams were going to run away with this division. 49ers now losing Trey Lance, but Jimmy Garoppolo's now stepped in. Obviously, that it was no secret that they were going to trade him all off-season, he ended up staying. The Cardinals, not looking great, but not looking bad at the same time, just sort of doing what the Cardinals do, I suppose. Uh, and then the Seahawks, who have, I mean, they played in a fantastic game against the Lions. Um, the, the, I mean, in fact, I looked at the score at that at the wedding, and NFL.com must have been broken, because it gave me the final <laughs> score, it gave me the stats, and Geno Smith had like 138 yards, and me, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. How can no. you get 45 yeah. points? I mean, my, I mean, uh, Trevor, who's Andrew's dad, were going like, it must have been picks and special teams. Earlier, <laughs> and I saw like yeah. you know at the bottom in the fourth quarter, like Gene Smith, three hundred eighty-seven yards, and I was like, oh, well, it's a NFL.com just broke for me for for that moment then. Um, but yeah, yeah are we, are we do we need to give this division a bit more credit, the teams in this division a bit more credit. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, Rams obviously are a, are a brilliant team still. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl last year, so they're. Obviously, still a fantastic team. Who um, may have just, yeah, like George said, just had a little bit of a hangover to start the season. Um, 49ers, another great team, one of the contenders again for the Super Bowl this year. And the Seahawks have been a bit of a surprise package. Um, you know, Gina Smith is the highest complete, uh, completion percentage in the league um, at the moment. Um, I'm sure Penny was on fire against the Lions. They're putting up great numbers um, on offense. Yes, the defense isn't quite there. And there's a lot of pieces missing. Um, you know, I think. This may be the peak of their season, um, you know, having won uh, 
Um, so are they three and one now? Yeah, it looks looks great. But, um, yeah. but yeah, they they could you know um, they have some difficult games coming up. Um, but I feel you know I, I personally have been quite critical of the Seahawks um, over the last year or so, mainly because I'm a Jets fan and just giving mm-hmm. them stick over what they gave up for Jamal Adams and you know the the debacle mm-hmm. over the off season um, with with Russell Wilson. But you know look how that's turning out with the Broncos. I think mm-hmm. the Seahawks deserve. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of credit uh, for the way they've started the season, um, and Geno Smith as well. And um, yeah, the other team in the division, the Arizona Cardinals, they have one of the most exciting playmakers in the league, and I think they need to use him a lot more. We'd we'd love to see um, Kyler Murray just creating plays on his own and, and you know running at, at defenses. I don't think that's that's happened all that much. Um, as it had had done like, like in the last couple of seasons, um, Cliff Kinsby's obviously you know trying new things. They're waiting for DeAndre Hopkins to come back, um, but I still feel they are a really solid team. I think the def- defense is actually holding its own, which I was quite um, uh, worried about. I think before the, the season where they you know their their secondary was was quite depleted. Um, so absolutely, I think this is a really strong division, one of the strongest in in the league um, and you know any any game against any divisional rival doesn't you know doesn't matter what who you who you're playing against i think um, is always going to be a challenge and if you know teams have to play these these teams six times a year um, you know sometimes it could swing one way sometimes it could swing the other um, so yeah i definitely think we have to give credit to um, to the teams in this division there's obviously going to be one or two that miss out in the playoffs i don't think the seahawks are going to end up, you know, being being in the final, um, um, the final, uh, you know, lineup for the playoffs. Um, when when it all come um, comes down to it, same with the Cardinals probably. Um, but um, but yeah, the 49ers and the Rams are still very good teams, and um, yeah, hopefully we the Rams can can recover a little bit. It's, it would be a shame for them to, to completely fall off um, a bit of a cliff. But you know, with the injuries that they've had, like we've mentioned, um, it is a difficult time for them. Just optim- hopefully, they can they can manage the next few weeks, and um, yeah, once once players return, they can yeah go on a real charge. Thank you both for coming on. I really do appreciate it. I know you've both been incredibly busy, and it's uh, you know any time you give the franchise tag podcast myself and the viewers all up, Johnny. It would be awfully bad for me not to get you on the man behind off grid nfl and not to you know for you to not tell us what we can find over there at the minute i'm sure you've got articles coming out your ears of so much that's going on at the minute got any sort of top articles that are going on over there that must read interesting read i mean they're all interesting yeah we're doing obviously a lot of um you know very standard sort of content for the season rounding up our players of the week looking for you know the rookies to look out for um, one of our writers has recently done a piece on the Lions, telling how they're the most exciting team to watch in football at the moment. Um, and you know, I, I think obviously they have a lot of problems on defense, but they're they're very exciting to watch on, on offense. Jared Goff's having a on a great start to the year. Um, the likes of T.J. Hawkinson, who we saw put up record numbers at the weekend. Um, St. Brown as well, on a great year. Um, yeah, that's an article that is going down really well on the site. We've got plenty more opinions and and later sort of news and and, and uh, expert tips and analysis. Um, so yeah, be sure to, to check it out. Yeah, definitely go check out Off Grid NFL and not to upset your new friends like Mark Ingram or Justin Jefferson or <laughs> Rachel. But come on, be on it. What what was your what was your moment of the weekend of the week? I suppose in the weekend. I know you've got so much going on this week coming up to the next yeah. game. 
Kai, you, you've got to upset a few of them. What was your favourite moment? What bit were you like, oh, wow? Um, what, as in the build, just in the week generally? For, in everything, every, in the, whole, the whole thing. The whole thing, the whole week, the whole game. Okay. So, I think it would be uh, on Monday before the Saints game, I went down to, I forget where it was, for a, a, a Saints presser. Um, it was quite a small and intimate presser um, with Demario Davis, Mark Ingram, uh, head coach Dennis Allen and some other guys. Um, and I feel like because I've played, when I ask questions to these guys, it really hits home on a, diff- on a personal level because I can relate to that. Obviously, not in the NFL, but... So I made quite a good connection with Mark Ingram. And then when I came back on Wednesday for training, followed by a presser, um, we saw them train and then we we had a presser. Uh, Mark Ingram didn't take part, but someone sort of tapped me on the shoulder, grabbed me quite aggressively from behind. And I was about to turn around with an attitude and realize it was Mark Ingram who came over to say <laughs> hi, which is pretty cool. <laughs> so I can't live that down. Like you know, I'm still like, going, what was, who's that? <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, I think it was because basically I my question to him was um, congratulated him for breaking 10,000 yards, which is a record for him, scrimmage yards that is. And he's obviously the Saints all-time lead in Russia. So he found that. I think I always try to find questions that aren't going to be asked by the rest of the media, things that they actually care about and things that they'd like to speak on just because I want the good reaction. And I think that kind of did it for him. Um, so when you saw me, I, I always have my hair in a, a quite distinctive way, so it's easy to it's easy to spot me. So I, he must have just seen me from afar and sort of waded through the crowd and managed to grab my shoulder, which I thought was some random up, but it was actually Mark Ingram. So that's definitely the highlight of my, my week last week. And I hear he's an Arsenal fan. I saw he's an Arsenal. He fan. is an Arsenal he fan. That's great. Really happy, even more happy. Yeah, than that. You're a devout Arsenal fan as well. And you yeah. get just as good being upset when they lose and don't do well. It's like when, oh, they, when they're happy these days, man. I mean, I'm, put it this way. I'm glad Arsenal are top of the league and playing well because if we were playing playing awfully like we tend to do and the Colts are playing like the way they do, I'd be a very, very upset guy. <laughs> well, the win of Spurs, I'm sure. Win beating Spurs probably helped that yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, massively, massively. <laughs> well, thank you, George. <laughs> thank you, Johnny, both for coming on. You'll definitely see me and George down at the game this Sunday. You may see Johnny at the game this Sunday if he gets his fingers in the pies of he knows and try and get down there. <laughs> if you are, do see us, make sure you come up and say hello to us. We're always open to chat NFL, chat football. Um, we love meeting you, all you guys out there and uh, fellow podcasters and other guys as well. There's going to be loads of them there. They're all doing tremendous work with one goal of growing the NFL UK community for the, the betterment of everybody and for us as well. So make sure you reach out and chat to us at the game. Hopefully it'll be a fantastic game. Daniel Jones, fingers crossed for yourself that you'll be playing. Until then, have a good rest of your week. Enjoy the build-up and we'll see you all very soon.